0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Card Is Going to Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs. I am joined by AIW owner John Thorne. Welcome back, Thorne. We did it. We're a day late, but we did it two weeks in a row. Look at us go.
1: Hell yeah. Here we are. <laughs> sticking to some kind of a schedule. I was just, man, I was just too dead to do it yesterday, which would have been Sunday, um, because. Uh, we had the Fred Rosser seminar, and that was just uh, a long day Sunday, and I was just, like, beat by the time we would have wound up podcasting.
0: Yeah, I was pretty tired just from Saturday's show in general myself. I have a toddler, so I didn't get much rest on Sunday, you know. So I was pretty beat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, <clears throat> I, was, uh, I, was, I was... And then, of course, you know, like, I'm tired, and, like, I'm... I started kind of like dozing off like last night around like eight, and then I was like, "Ah, I can't fall asleep at eight o'clock. You know what I mean? (laughs) I would have forced myself to stay up a little bit. So I, I, because I didn't want to wake up in the middle of the night, and then I couldn't fall, I couldn't fall asleep. Like I wound up not falling asleep till like two o'clock in the morning. I was just like tossing and turning.
0: Got like a second wind in you.
1: Yeah. Fucking killing me. Killing me. I think it's that. That generic Red Bull that they were serving at the first stop uh, after the show, Red Fuel, I think it's uh, was just yeah. still pulsing through my veins a full day later.
0: <laughs> it's it's uh it's rough anymore, man. I drink I drink too much. Like I had too many Red Bulls. I could not sleep at all. I was up late on on Saturday night. But yeah, I drink I drink too much Red Bull. What I normally drink, they I don't. I had extra Red Bull for whatever reason, and then it was a lot of driving though too. You know. I drank a lot of Red Bull before I put any
1: alcohol in the Red Bull <laughs> right right I mean I didn't I didn't have a drop of alcohol till uh, we were back in the area and uh, had you know feeling a little tired so I had a couple uh, Red Bull drinks but they got that generic and I just I don't know it had a weird impact on my body to where I was just like I felt like I was just I barely slept Saturday night. And uh, I had to be up at the school at nine o'clock in the morning. So it's a long day. I I may never touch red fuel ever again. (laughs)
0: It gives me heartburn, man. I can't help it. It tastes so good, though. I can't help. I like it. I don't know. Well,
1: that explains. I had some of that going on too yesterday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so real quick uh, I want to touch on some of the things uh, we're going to review uh this past AIW show damn um we had if you watched on Fight Plus I know a lot of people it, we were very very well attended uh and it was it was over 400 or something like that I know he I know he undersold us uh <laughs> on the on the stream there Ron Simmons they undersold us a little bit cuz I know you had no, Fred Ross
1: Fred, Ro- Fred roster I think oh, was it Fred oh, okay, okay. So, yeah yeah, I said, I said, come on, man. We're well above that. Yeah, you know, uh, he
0: undersold us a little bit. <laughs> but uh, if you did see it on fight, if you weren't in the live attendance, um, we added a little, a little intro stuff going on that I thought went over very well.
1: Yeah, What'd you know, it- that's uh, that's all Chase Oliver. Um, you know, we've had discussions about uh, doing stuff like this, and um, he just decides like. Friday night, he just starts making all these videos, and I'm just like, you know, you gotta spread this out over a month, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought it, I thought it all turned out really well. You know, he's like, he had the cold open, and then you know the the big review of how you know the last show, um, and then into kind of like a little like almost like a Monday Night Raw intro or something, like a little TV intro. Um, And then he also uh, mixed in some some packages for some of the bigger matches. And, you know, uh, instead of going completely dark during intermission, you know, we're trying to do uh, pre-tapes throughout the day. And then broadcast those, so there's no like dead dead time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean on, on the stream because I, I do feel like uh, it's very easy to lose people's interests when you just put you know uh, we're going intermission graphic up. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of that went over well. I, like I said, if you if you were watching on Fight Plus, feel free to you know let us know on Facebook or Twitter wherever you know you do your social media. Let let us know what you thought. Of the fight plus stuff, uh, because like I said, I thought from a production standpoint, it was it was really great. Um But let's get into the card a little bit. Uh, cage match, man, that was that was the big the big before you know we glaring thing on the card there is we had a cage, um, but there was a lot of great matches. But what what did what stood out for you?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I, I thought that the whole card built very well. Um. You know, like, and I actually just read a review, which is, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. You can kind of tell that, you know, we're kind of hitting that. You know, we always talk about that that stride we were hitting in 2019, pre-pandemic, and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it it really feels like that, and you know, I could tell because, like, you know, people are like, websites are posting our results, and you know, all these weird different things are happening that haven't been. Uh, that hasn't been happening for a long time. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, I thought that the card built well, I thought that, um, you know, there's obvious things that we're trying to establish. And I think people are picking up, you know what I mean? Picking up on it. Um, even if it's, you know, even if it's things that they don't like, you know what I mean? I think there's, they're starting to, to engage, um, more than maybe they have been. I I I don't really know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? Like, can
0: it definitely seems like you're just attend getting attention from places that we had been like, prior to the pandemic. Like you said, just getting write ups and having people really kind of following along with what
1: we're doing. Yeah, and um, so you know, I was I, I was re- I read a review actually like earlier today, and um, you know they were. Uh, they complimented how the show built, and you know they weren't so complimentary about le- like match lengths early on, and 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 things like that. But I don't think, you know, it's a full three hundred and sixty view, right? Like that—that that is why certain things are shorter and certain things are longer, and you know, like we're trying to produce a, a, a full you, you know what i mean a full-on event we're not just trying to go like okay you guys go out there and wrestle for 20 minutes every match you know like i just think um and it took me a long time to realize that old man you know saying less is more or whatever mm-hmm. um you know it, it and i actually had a, a talk with ron simmons about this uh which will you know we'll get into you know him but um He pulled me aside, you know, while the show was going on, you know, after intermission and uh, he was like really complimentary about the flow of the show and how everything was moving and, you know, how things, you know, were not overseeing their welcome, uh, which, you know, you never even know if they're, you know, the legends or, you know, the, the attractions are even paying attention. And he didn't have to say any of that, you know what I mean? Any of that to me. He was he was paid. He he was free to leave whenever he want, you know, whenever he wanted to. Right. Uh, but he was uh, very complimentary to that. And you know, I told him, I said, you know, uh, obviously, you know, independent promoters always get involved in independent wrestling because they think that they're going to reinvent the wheel. And uh, you know, it's taken us a long time to, you know, kind of pull on the reins a little bit and. Uh, Look at, you know, look at the full spectrum of of the show and, you know, try to make things mean stuff. And, you know, uh, because I truly do believe that it takes zero talent to book a good match. And I think that there's it sounds like this sounds very contradictory, but I almost feel like there's too many good matches going on every single weekend for any of them to matter. If that makes sense, you know, so. It's,
0: yeah, I get what you're saying. Like on paper, there's you know there's only so many really well, like there,
1: right? Like who you know what I mean? Like all this stuff is just forgotten so much. You, you know, like there's so many great matches that get forgotten every single day now because you know, and, and that's a testament to how hard everybody on the Independence are working night in and night out. But a lot of it is you know. A, the shelf life of a great match evaporates. So you have to look at it with a different approach. Uh, you know, and we don't I'm not saying that we don't have the guys that can have those types of matches. I'm saying we're trying to pre- we're trying to present, you know, a, a different type of of show if that makes sense. Uh, so you know, the opening match isn't gonna they're not gonna go too crazy you know what i mean which is balking season and money shot the, the, they and they don't wrestle that style to go super you know super crazy like that so mm-hmm. um, but i guess the long-winded explanation to my point is is where i think the review i was reading i think he thought that you know he was being negative or whatever but really he was just kind of proving the point because the, like wrap up of the review that I I read just talked about how great the main event was because the whole show built to this culmination of this moment between Matthew Cardona and Joshua Bishop and how you know everything was uh, all the craziness w- was saved for the end and you know what I mean it's kind of like yeah that's um you know that was kind of what we were going for you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you've said that before about a review uh, you read you read a review and it was like you're almost like that's kind of what I was going for like they didn't they didn't understand that but that's what I had in my head and that's in what they you know described is what I was aiming for so.
1: Right, like I think that you know like the only people that are going to take the review negative are like the people the the talents that were negatively reviewed but they were also just doing what they were told, you know, because you know, I don't even know if people have realized this, and I know we kind of talked about it on the podcast, but we've been doing it so infrequently. Um, you know, we're even trying to keep the main show down to around eight matches, unless it's like an absolution or a, or a jail or something like that. Uh, so you are going to see, like, you know, we were typically doing nine, 10-man shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now what we're doing, which, you know, we we have been kind of implementing and we really implemented it on Saturday, <clears throat> is doors open at 630. You're going to get a, one of those matches or two of those matches are, are getting bumped down to the pre-show. So on Saturday, for example, we bumped two matches off the card onto the pre-show and you got a match at 650 and like 710. And it's filling that time while people are still filing in and doing the meet and greet and kind of sitting around. You know, previously, and how most independent wrestling operates, there's just an hour, or an hour and a half of just dead time. You know, of just right. people kind of meandering around the venue. So now we're gonna, we're trying to to optimize our time and optimize our minutes, and uh, also, you know, make the the stream more digestible at eight matches, which. You know, this is all stuff that I was very anti-believer in. You know, any I'm sure if even if you listen to early podcasts, you know, me, me and Biggins were, were vehemently against, you know, running tighter shows and all this stuff. But the, the just mindset of people has changed. Attention spans have changed. So much has changed. Um And, you know, so has the business model. You know, we used to want to run long shows because – a longer show meant we were selling more concessions, which meant we could, you know, uh, it was less money that we had to go to the ATM to go get, to finish paying everybody, you know, like that was the the mindset behind some of that was like, you know, if we keep them in the building longer and we don't produce these matches and, you know, everyone wrestles for 20 minutes or, or more, you know what I mean? We're going to sell more like cans of pop or pizza, you know, like <laughs> right, right. as stupid as that sounds now saying it, uh, and i was also you know i didn't believe in crowd burnout there was a lot of things that i was against but now you know we're we've begun over the years implementing things and slowly continuing to kind of pull on the reins a little bit and um you know i i really feel like we're starting to hit that stride again that we were hitting in 2019
0: agreed and back in, and to say back in the day you know when you're talking about this it was a little bit different streaming you know every every AIW show wasn't streamed so you're not you're putting on you know 10 to 12 matches because the show is a DVD at a later date it's not someone sitting at home that could tune into 10 other things on any given night and so you want to reward the people that are there as well with hey they paid money for this ticket let's give them as many matches and as much entertainment as we can.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and like that was another reason. You know what I mean? We're just like, oh man, like you know, we're charging this much money. Like my mindset was always like, when I went to independent wrestling show as a teenager, I didn't want it to end. You know what I mean? And Biggins right. felt the same way. We didn't want it to end. Um, and you know, just uh, things have changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a time that's before you know these big streaming services that we have now, Fight Plus, and you know, other, other well, right, and, and then the you know.
1: And- that was a whole other thing was trying to trying to sell the the dvd right like you needed you needed to do these matches to sell dvd now everything is streamed everything is at the click of a button it's just all changed so much right
0: well um a big match that i you know i think stood out on the card for me to kind of get into some of these matches here i think a a moment a you know big moment and a kind of turning point for someone was big sam big sam versus kaplan i thought was a great match and big sam getting the win on kaplan
1: why well, do well, i mean i'm interested to hear your perspective because i mean much to what people probably don't realize is you're really not privy to any of that stuff um so i'm really interested to to hear why why you think that what's that what why i think what that it was a big moment for him Right. And like what what made you excited about
0: it? Well, I think Big Sam has had some matches coming up, you know, he's been in some of these four-way scrambles, some of the stuff with the students. He's had matches uh this was a match to me, you know, Kaplan is a made guy in AIW. Kaplan is a guy who can beat the shit out of pretty much anyone. You know, he's going to go in there and stand toe to toe with anyone. So, for Big Sam to come in there as a bigger guy and and really Legitimize himself to a guy in the locker room that's greatly respected. You know, I think that goes a long way. Um, he could have lost to Kaplan and still, I think, been respected and had a great match with him, and people would have said, "Hey, you know, that big saying he's really coming around. You know, he can stay in there with guys." But to win, I think, was huge for him because you know that really, in my mind, solidifies Sam as a you know as a as a player in AIW. He's a newer student, but. You know, getting a win over Kaplan to me just puts a lot of respect on his name.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of funny that you said it that way because Kaplan is a made man. You know what I mean? And Kaplan is like, you know, he he's almost like a boss, right? You right. know, like if it's the mafia, like he he is, you know, he's running. You know what I mean? He's he's one of the top dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's kind of funny because like I even had like I even you know Kaplan doesn't care, but I even pulled him aside and explained to him why I wanted to do it and you know that just goes to show you the kind of respect that Kaplan receives from everybody you know what I mean right. everybody all, everybody in the back you know and it's not like he demands the respect he just has the respect and um, you know uh, I think that you know you've seen Shaw kind of break out of the pack a mm-hmm. little bit from that from that class. But Sam has been working very hard as well. And, you know, we've, we've seen him do a few things on the last Akron shows that have really stood out, you know, Mm and, uh, he is definitely pulling support as well, which is always a good check mark, you know, to put in the box, right? You know, people are coming out to see him. So, you know, that certainly helps as well. So, um, he looks the part he's been doing well you know what i mean he was kind of checking all the boxes of um you know he needs a he needs that moment because if he can if he continues to go down this path of you know great showing but he's still the young guy yeah no one's ever going to buy it you know what i mean no matter how big he is um so i really wanted to i i wanted to give him a moment i i didn't think anybody thought that he would be Kaplan. That's a regular AIW viewer or, you know, fan in attendance. Um, so, you know what I mean? That's what I was going for, and and I thought it served its purpose.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I mean, because he, he, Kaplan had even said in his promo, you know, that you've been giving him a lot of students, and it hasn't been going some of their way, you know, for Big Sam to come in there and, like I said, not only – have a great match because he could have had a great match with Kaplan and lost and people, you know, it wouldn't have been as good as a win, obviously, but people still would have had, you know, started started to get some respect and notice, hey, this kid's really starting to break out. But with that win, I just like I said, I think it really kind of solidifies him, you know, as somebody who, you know, can come out of nowhere and beat you.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely what I was going for. And it's, you know, uh, th- that is... That's the tricky part, but also what is so fun about how we're creating from within right out of the school now, you know what I mean? People can see the entire journey and you don't want to run the risk of, you know, you see so many promotions do it with their students is like here, you know what I mean? Like come out and, you know, you're going to wrestle your other classmate And then one of you is going to win and one of you is going to lose. And then maybe you get a match again in a couple months. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do a battle royal. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, it's not uh, like there's not a plan in place. And we're always trying to keep a plan in place for our students, you know, And, and not all of them click as quick or click ever or whatever. And. Uh, but that's also, you know, the benefit of, you know, when we were doing the Winchester shows, and which, you know, we have some summer events lined up. So, um, you know, it, it's a developmental process. You know what I mean? Like AIW is more or less a developmental wrestling promotion at this point, um, which I'm 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 fine with because it's it's a challenge to me and it's a challenge to all of us to make people care about it. You know, and uh pe the headlines will always say Matt Cardona and things like that. But if you look at these cards, like a lot of it is homegrown stuff. And for it to be getting the attention that it's getting and for people to be supporting it, uh, with these huge crowds, you know what I mean? Like Matt Cardona contributes to it, but he's not all of it. You know what I mean? It's a it's a great synergy. Uh, you know, especially when you mix in a legend or something like that, but you know, people continue to come back. You know what I mean? If it went, Mm -hmm. you know, if it went 500 to five, you know, which I mean, maybe, maybe the cybernetico is that's selling a little slow, but that's another story. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? Like if the main venues like had like a huge drop off, like then that would be a little concerning, but I think people are kind of on board with this, you know, following the story of everybody, you know, from day one.
0: Right. Right. And, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot on the card, but almost in every, you know, piece of the card is somebody who, you know, has graduated from your school and is a part of this story that you're kind of writing. But the thing is, too, with with wrestling is like you can only, you know, you've said some of the stuff works, some of it don't. All you can do, in my opinion, as a promoter and a, a, a owner of a wrestling school is kind of try to put these people in positions in it. it if it doesn't work out, that's also in my opinion, up to the wrestler to kind of realize and say, "Hey, what else can I try or what can I do differently or what is working? Let's go with that you know, and kind of go from there. You can only put these people in positions you know that you think are you know are gonna help them succeed obviously it's not gonna work for everybody, but you know you can only do what you you know you can only do so much, you know
1: right, and you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes. You know, Arthur MacArthur is a great example of this, okay? Um, They come out, you know, they're doing some things here and there. The pandemic hits. Arthur was on the road every weekend finding places where he could wrestle throughout the pandemic to try to get experience and reps and build his confidence to where he wasn't a guy that was working very flashy or... You know, necessarily connecting right away with with the crowd, um, but he went out and he did not give up on himself and wait for us. You know what I mean, or wait for me. He went out and continued to work. You know, because it—he's in the Arthur MacArthur business and he wants to succeed. Whether he right. will or not is—it does not matter. He wants to continue what he's doing. So he went out and got experience and would, you know, took, you know, took other people to bookings that he got and, um, you know, worked really hard. And, you know, he's um, also, you know, kind of taken over responsibilities and and done things like that to where, you know, it's, it's kind of like you said, like, I, I can give you a platform and I can put you in a position but I can't control the entire destiny. So, you know, some people have to go out and figure it out themselves. And, you know, I always think of Arthur MacArthur because he wasn't a guy that people were, were clamoring for. And that's no disrespect to him. You know, it was just like, they came out, they debuted, you know what I mean? They started doing some stuff here and there. And, you know, <coughs> but the pandemic was almost the best thing that happened to him. Cause it allowed him to go out and, find confidence and, um, you know, really try to perfect his craft.
0: April 24th, John Thorne puts Artie MacArthur over. There you go, Artie. Put it in your calendar. (laughs) Artie takes a lot of the butt of the joke sometimes. Well, there you go. Thorne putting you over, Artie. There you go.
1: Don't get used to it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Something I want to land on real quick. Um, I know now you you say with Cardona, you know, and he's a a big part of it, a bigger name. But now Cardona brings with him Steph DeLander. There. Uh, you know, together on the road here, whatever as a tag stable, whatever you want to call it, people have been really kind of clamoring for us to bring back the women's division. You know, you've had Joss for a long time. Now we're getting Zig in there. Some matches. We're finding a way to to get women on the card and with Steph DeLander we've had you know a women's division has been you know hasn't been as as bulked out you know with as many roster members but now you got you haven't when was the last time we had a heel woman's you know that was so hateable everyone did you hear some of the words she said on the microphone on Friday man she, she, people do not like that lady
1: <laughs> right and that's kind of like a um, uh, collateral damage right to, to Matt Cardona mm-hmm. is you know now we have this other, you know, established heel within the women's division, you know. So, like, um what I thought was interesting, and, you know, which was by design, is Ziggy is technically, you know, if you look on the the depth chart of AIW, Derek and Ziggy are heels.
0: Right. I was going to say, right, that's kind of what I was going to say, too. Yeah, and that puts Ziggy into the position of now she's like a baby face in this position.
1: Right. And, you know, I knew that. Was going to be the case. Um, and good. I, I won't expose too much of, you know, all that, mm-hmm. but, you know, Zicky has been around, right? Yeah. And she 100%, you know, rose to the occasion of what the objective was on Saturday night. Right. And I think it allowed her to show some versatility. It allowed her to show her charisma. It allowed her to show her selling. Um, and, and, and it it really helped elevate Steph DeLander because, you know, we have Jocelyn. She is the gold standard as far as the AW Women's Division is, but she needs people to work with, you know, and she worked with Steph DeLander in Cleveland. Right. You know, well, now, you know, Steph Delander put her out, broke her orbital bone in the process of that match, you know. <clears throat> That's why Jocelyn was not on the show. She's reco- she's recovering from her orbital bone mm-hmm. injury. And now, you know, just by default, we ha we have a heel for her potentially on the horizon to work with again, you know, so um it's uh I, I was I was very happy with how that turned out. You know, this is another one in the review that was like, oh, you know, it was a little short. Well, you know, you don't necessarily need to overstay your welcome when there's a, an objective at hand, right? Like there's, there's things, you know, we're looking at down the road. And uh, I was really proud of Ziggy for, you know, understanding the situation and embracing the situation and really going out there and executing what we wanted to happen
0: right yeah I thought it was great I definitely thought it was a good match um keeping going forward what did you think about the cage now how did that you know there was a lot of expectations as far as or not expectations but like uh, (laughs) we were very precautious let's just say making sure that wire didn't get (laughs) yeah there was a
1: wires were severed (laughs) Well, you know, it's the same cage that, um, ICPs worked with their last couple wrestling events, which, you know, I- I've helped out with mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really like the cage and, um, we ended up buying one last summer when we were going to buy the new low boy pony ring, which kind of sucked because, you know, uh, in October, they were like, hey, do you just want to take our cage for the meantime? We only use it like once or twice a year. Yeah. You can just have it. Oh, I was like, I bought the same one. Damn. Sorry. You know, like I bought the same exact one because I loved the way it looked so much. I bought it. Um, and, you know, uh, EVP Jimmy, who doesn't take us to the Cavs games, he he helped out <laughs> a little bit with that. But... um. I really like the way it looked because I, as much as I do like a chain link uh, cage match, I thought that just made such a different presentation, you know what I mean? And you don't see cages like that on the indies, really. Um, so, I, I mean, I was really happy with it. And, um, you know, good on the guys. that They had no chance to work out in it or anything. They did, you know, when they went to the ring, that's their first time you know, being in the cage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was no feeling out process or anything. They, you know, they kind of called it out there.
0: I just really thought it was great visually wise. Like there was no, it was not hard to see into the cage. You know what I mean? Like I just thought it was, it looked really great.
1: Great to film in the cage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was able to, you were able to get the camera in. Like it was, it was great. I, I thought all around that that was, it was a really good cage. Um, I mean, the match itself was very and. Lived up to the hype, in my opinion. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> Badman Philadelphia was just leaking. Everybody was leaking.
1: Uh, Marino, I think, was bleeding a little bit. It was, it was. I think people just started, you know, rubbing Philly's blood on themselves and said, "Yeah, I'm bleeding too." <laughs> there was a lot of blood in that ring. <laughs> There's so much blood that you know we have the scramble match afterwards, and I'm like, you know, they got it. Also, you have to shout out Pedro and uh, how quick he was able to kind of, you know, coordinate and instruct mm-hmm. and get that cage not only up fast but down fast, and a part of it was bent and it did not. It, you would have not even noticed. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedro just went up there and you know kind of ratcheted that little top part together where it's bent, and he's like, you know, I'll I'll fix it after the show. Um, but he got all that up because it's not even supposed to ratchet strap. That was all, you know. Pedro just did that as a, in addition to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. To make it, it it's just supposed dirt. to, you know, it it kind of interlocks and stays on the ring like that. But he was like, no, nah, I'm gonna ratchet strap it too. So he got it all up all ratchet strapped, like, ratchet strapped, and I think it was nine minutes flat they got the cage set up.
0: Yep, yeah, it was nine minutes, because I remember, because he called the time, and everyone was like, no way, like, you're going to get that up in that time, and he was, like, basically on exactly what he said.
1: And then it came down even quicker, and, like, it came down, and I was like, hey, do we got, like, there's so much blood on the mat, and I'm, like, looking, I'm like, Chase Oliver's next, and, like, you know, uh Tom Waller and Shaw Mason, and I'm like, oh, God, there's just p- puddles of blood. <laughs> it was bad. And I'm like, do we got a towel or something? And then, like, nobody had any towels or anything, and, like, Steve Guy's trying to paper towel up the blood, and I was like, fuck it, man, like, we got to go. Like, they got the cage down in, like, instance, like, in an instant. So like— I looked at the guys. I'm like, sorry, sorry there's, there's going to be a little bit of blood out there because I don't think anybody thought there's going to be that much blood. Um, yeah, but uh, you got to shout. You got to shout the crew out for that. Um, don't got to shout the crew out that allowed the uh, camera to fall off of the table and crash to the floor before the show opened, and oh my, my soul left my body uh, for a second, and I almost had a breakdown. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. I came back in for a minute. Uh, I had ran outside or I went to the pisser or something. I just left for a minute. We're like, you know, we had a couple minutes to spare. I came back and they're like, well, the camera fell hard. Cam fell off the table. And I said, what the fuck did you just say? And they said, it crashed to the ground. And I said, like, is it? I? I looked over and the camera was on. I go, Oh my God. And they were like, yeah, Thorne just about killed someone. <laughs> I, I was very
1: upset. Uh, but it worked. Uh, and, uh, the cage, uh, up and down uh, was a bit of a redeemer. So uh, you got to shout out Pedro. You always got to shout out Pedro. I mean, he works uh, harder than everybody and stresses himself out to uh, <laughs> to just an extreme. Like, uh, you know, I told the like, I was just like, hey, man, all you can do is you got to learn to exhale with this crew because uh, sometimes things don't go too well and they don't understand why uh it creates stress so you just gotta you just gotta learn how to exhale and just think it's gonna all be over soon um so there was, uh there were some obstacles, let's say. <laughs> there were a lot of obstacles pre-show. We don't want to get into them all, but there <sighs> were plenty of obstacles.
0: I just I don't understand. Like for anyone out there who's like, oh, you know, this wrestling, I'll run a wrestling promotion. You just rent the fucking building, tell the wrestlers to show up, get the money, blah, blah. There is something that happens every single show. We have ran the Tadmore Shrine countless times we know exactly what we're doing we do it the same way there's a million somehow some way something new will pop up and becomes an obstacle that you have to over overcome and do in a timely manner do it without personalities wanting to kill each other because that's a big thing too you know what i mean there's a lot of personalities in the room there's a lot of you know what everyone we have these jokes about everyone's an evp of this everyone kind of has their positions but you know, you get enough people together and enough tasks, and a lot of time you're going, hey, well, what if you try it this way? Hey, why don't you just, why do not they just do it like this? And it's like, you know, it's Petits not. just
1: start arguing.
0: Yeah. It's just... So it's, it's, it's tough. But the fact that we get out a great show and do it every time, you know, I think uh, kudos to us because there's always something.
1: <laughs> and it's like big personalities meshing with, like, people that don't know any better and are new and just trying to help. and oh, yeah. like Uh, it's like, it's like people like Pedro that take almost too much initiative. And then there's people like a new student who takes like absolutely no initiative. (laughs) And it is like, it creates this just, there is a big gap, you know what I mean? That needs to get filled up before 6.30 PM. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? And like, uh, poor Pedro is just killing himself <laughs> you know and he's the best
0: though man i can't i can't put over how much i love pedro to be
1: honest i know i just like i, I just wish that there would be less of a gap there you know what i'm saying sure. to be filled
0: i just well like i said i guess and then my point was you know we're, we're dealing with all kinds here we we get people who have been to their first wrestling show to some people who have been around forever and know exactly what they're doing it's just it takes all kinds um, so there's a lot. I mean, I had I had a student get me ice. That was his job. on Saturday, I said, "You go get me a glass of ice." Took him a minute, but he he got it done. He said, "Where do I go?" I said, "Come on now. What do you think I want you to go to like Sonoko right now?" <laughs> he said, "Where do I go?" I said,
1: That's on. what I'm talking about. There's like a, <laughs> there's just a big there's a big gap. You know, that's all I'll say.
0: Yes. Um, another match I wanted to touch on real quick, too. Uh, Dom versus Fred Rosser. Uh, I think Fred Rosser is a big name, has been around in wrestling for a long time, and, you know, has done a lot. But isn't an, a huge independent name, if that makes any sense, really, to, like, to say, to like, oh, like Fred Rosser. You know what I mean? But I think him and Dom had a great match that a lot of people really bought into and enjoyed. You know, I thought I thought it was a great match. Um and fred another guy who stood in the back you know watched a lot of people's matches gave feedback to people without you know without them asking for it you know i think that dude you know has a lot to teach you know like i said with this he did the seminar obviously but you know he was back there letting people know you know what he thought and and that's completely invaluable you know to, in in my opinion
1: um he's another guy you know like uh and i learned it through a seminar you know he he you know he had a Huge long run in WWE, you know what I mean. Um Not exactly, you know, uh, a huge like main eventer by any means, but he had a long, consistent run on WWE television for a long time. And uh, you know, during the pandemic, as he started, you know, working with New Japan, doing the the uh, New Japan Strong tapings, and um, really didn't it really just kind of was looking for a way to reinvent himself. And, you know, he told us the story at a seminar on Sunday that, you know, he just, you know, he just showed up at a, at a new Japan event and was just like, how do I get involved? And, you know, he just didn't give up on himself and was, you know, one of going out and creating, trying to create an opportunity for himself. And, you know, now he is a coach at their dojo in, in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Three mm-hmm. years later, or, you know, two years later, whatever it is. Um, so not necessarily big name on, as far as independents go, but anybody that's following, you know, new Japan, uh, is very aware of, of what he's doing. And he's had some classic matches with Tom Lawler. Um, but he actually, you know, uh, I don't think he would be upset if I shared this. He reached out to us. We did not reach out to him. He contacted us, uh, saying he really wants to, you know, he, kind of similar to, to the new Japan thing, but he said, you know, he really wants to work for AIW and, uh, he would love an opportunity. And, um, you know, he, he reached out and we started, we, you know, that kind of broke the ice and we started talking, uh, which, you know, for somebody of, of his caliber to reach out is, is pretty rare to be perfectly honest. So, uh, you know, um, I was obviously gonna, gonna see what I could do to, to, work him on, and I thought this just kind of fell into place perfectly to uh, have him and Dom wrestle.
0: I mean, it's got to make you feel good that a guy like that, you know, who's wrestling New Japan right now, having great matches with Tom, all these, you know, he's having great matches, a big name. Big names like that aren't contacting middle-of-nowhere shindies that nobody gives a crap about (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's got to make you feel good as a promoter that he thought this is this is one of the top names you know he's not going to go work for some ding dong company you know what i mean so the fact that he reached out to you to us to aiw and said hey i want to work with you guys i think
1: would make you feel great yeah i mean like i said like i was i was honestly shocked when i i saw that you know, we had a message from him initially. Um, But I, and I thought it was great. I thought him and Dom worked, worked very hard. And um, he did a great seminar on Sunday, which another thing I'll be a little bit upset about our crew about is not enough people took advantage of that seminar on Sunday. uh, But the people that did, I think their minds were just totally opened up to so much stuff, mine included, that you just don't, realize about wrestling and um, it was you know if it was like opening my brain and my eyes to a lot of things I can only imagine what it was doing for you know the people that were actually like actively participating in the seminar on Sunday Uh, you know it went from like 10 a.m. to like almost 3.30 or almost 4 o'clock so it was a really long seminar Um, but it was just so eye-opening and if you have a wrestling school and you listen to this podcast, I highly suggest you reach out to Fred Rosser and, uh, try to set up a seminar at your school because it was just so interesting. Um, we've had a really great luck with our seminars. And, uh, this one was just another incredible one where, you know, I, I feel like everybody walked away with like five or six things that they learned that they never thought of before. And, uh, it was, uh, no, it was great, and he has sh- just such a different mind when it comes to the wrestling business. Um, a-, a true, true asset to anybody that can go and-, and learn from him.
0: Another match I want to touch on real quick. Uh, <laughs> a little hesitation out of somebody. <laughs> uh, we had a open challenge from the Bitcoin boys, and they come out and they're talking about, you know, you got to be – A.I.W. former A.I.W. tag champs, you know, uh, they got to be in the in some sort of m- former military background, <laughs> which the name was trade uh, already trade. What was it? Already trademarked name army or trademark trademarked, trade, name, trademarked army. name army. And it was originally just it was just well, you, it wasn't originally, but it was Wes and Swaggle. And then right before Swaggle goes out, he starts noticing some things. He noticed
1: Swaggle wasn't in on this
0: joke <laughs> yes. at all. And and I will say the last time that I know everyone, you know, there it wasn't streamed but we did those fair shows with Swaggle. We did several shows in one day and they had tagged before and I played that music and he said don't you do that again. And we did it again, and he said, I'm telling you right now, if you play that music again, I'm going to dump water. And he threatened me. <laughs> the Swaggle threatened me. So now having to play that song once again, uh, he was nervous? none too pleased that I hit.
1: <laughs> were you nervous? Did was hit he, it?
0: Were you nervous I, I wasn't necessarily nervous, per se, but I... I didn't think he was going to be pleased, and he was not because he heard the music, and then because we hot started too, we got it right. You know, was there was no like I didn't give him any time to react.
1: Well, okay, uh, so so let me like I, I guess I'll tell this story. So he was doing a signing an appearance on the same day, and uh, he had reached out, and I said we're running that day, but you know I have no idea if I can use you or not. You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, ah, whatever. I'll just tell him that you know. I'm I'm gonna i I'll I'm I'll come hang out and see everybody, even if you don't book me, it's fine. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I kinda had that in the back of my head. And uh, as the cards come together, I come up with this idea. Um but I, I don't tell him about it. And I just even say like even say I just say, Hey, bring your gear. I'm gonna try to work you on. I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like we got a couple different options. So he's like not privy to this at all. You know, and I go and I pick him up. And, uh, yeah, I say, uh, I, I think we're going to just, uh, have, have you and Wes be a team and, and, and Russell Duke and the boys and, you know, it, it'll just be a fun little segment and he's like, Oh, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well then, uh, you know, like he doesn't think too much of it cause we got those DX colored, uh, AW shirts last month, the two one six shirts. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Wes just has on an AIW shirt and it's like, you know, whatever. And then uh, I had Amazon's a bunch of glow sticks. <laughs> I, like, so I had these glow sticks hidden up by you in the yeah. gorilla position, and uh, right before they were getting ready to go, like uh, Ziggy, Ziggy and Delander were on. Mm-hmm. I I started cracking a bunch of them real quick. You know what I mean? And I kind of. I put them under because Wes was in on it yeah, and everybody else was in on it, but Swaggle wasn't in on it. And I started, uh, you know, I, we put them in like in a tote or something and like, yeah, they're in the,
0: the stuff right to the right of girl, like where all my shit is
1: in those totes. Wes, like. Now Wesp has neon green tape on <laughs> and like, I still don't think he's catching on, you know what I mean? Cause it's matching the shirt or whatever. And I don't then, think
0: like, he did until it went D generation and he turned and looked at me and I was like, oh fuck.
1: Cause like we tell him it's going to be a, you know, a big surprise pop or whatever. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, it goes and then you play the DX thing and he sees, he sees the glow sticks in the tote you know they're they're glowing already and yeah. he's like oh no oh no i'm not you know he's like nope nope and he's like i'm going to the back i'm going to the back you know and i'm like no you got to go he's like no i'm not doing this i am not doing this shit again you know like <laughs> i told you guys last time it wasn't funny it's not funny this time i'm like dude the the people are out there you know like you got to go and like i start kind of i pushed him through that through the entranceway and he's fighting with me and he's just like he's like He's mad and he's half like smiling and I just like I, I pulled out uh cash that was in my pocket and I gave it to him and he said, Okay. And then he went he went to the ring and <laughs> I think he took I, I think Wes cracked a fucking cracked a because uh, Wes had uncracked ones hidden in his tights. Uh he he put like a he put like the, the bag of the uncracked glow sticks like in his tights or I think it was I think they were hidden in his tights. Um so he pulled them out and cracked them, cracked them and gave them to him, and then like swaggle embraced it. But all of that was on the fly. Yeah, he was not pleased. <laughs> so then Wes came back and I had all those ones that I cracked, because they're still doing the entrance. And I so I had two big handfuls for him to give to him to to uh to throw out. So I mean I thought it was a I thought it was a really fun segment.
0: I just like how Swag was such a showman that it's like he didn't even want to do it. But then once he's like, all right, you know what, fuck it. He goes out there and he's doing the axe the and he's throwing it up. And he just really, he's like, I'll show you how to do it, kid. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so that, that was, that was a fun, uh, that was a fun segment. He, he was whipping <laughs> them at uh, Duke and the boys too, like whipping those things. He, he was throwing them with all of his might. That is for sure. It couldn't have been a better opponent too, for him. I think that's probably why he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go out there. You know, starts whipping them at Mikey. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, Okay, what else do we want to talk about here? Uh, I I thought the four-way scramble uh, for the intense belt was a lot of fun. I thought that was a great
1: match. I thought the whole show was good. I I mean, honestly, I thought the whole show was good. You know, the main event, you know, we haven't got to that yet, but uh, that was, you know, Matt Cardona texted me. It had like a 9.999 rating on cage match or something yesterday. Wow! (laughs) Uh, And that review really enjoyed it. So I thought it was great. Uh, I know that there's, you know... People are wondering where everything's going, um, and you just got to wait and see, right? Um, I, I, but I thought that that was a great, a great main event to kind of top off uh, a, a really good show.
0: Yeah, a lot. It was a, a good night, uh, like you said. The, the eight matches, I feel like it went. It was a great pace. I don't feel like it like dragged at all. You know, especially with taking putting a cage up and taking it down. You know, I think the show. I think the show
1: paced really well. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And uh, another thing, I—I I, I mean, I tweeted it, but I have to tell the story. We were at the the bar afterwards, and uh, it was just like a bar patron recognized Hornswoggle oh as Hornswoggle, Dude, it and was he so came great. up to him. He came up to him and he said, "Mr. Hornswoggle, sir, it's a pleasure to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Mr. Hornswoggle from now on. <laughs>
0: He goes, we are watching from across the bar Till and we go, Oh, he's gonna get a picture. He's gonna get a picture, he's got to, he's got to. And then he's like, pulls his phone, he's like, Can I get a picture? And we're like, Yeah. <laughs>
1: so funny. That I, know, I, saw sw- I saw I saw Swaggle charge somebody on a sidewalk once. That's incredible. Like, oh my god, Hornswoggle. Can I get a picture? He's like, Yeah, just ten. <laughs> are you going They're like w- they're like what? It's like just ten. It's just ten. <laughs> Like what? Like what are you talking about? (laughs) It's just ten.
0: I'm gonna start telling people that when they ask for my signature for shit. Oh yeah, it's just ten bucks. (laughs) Um you wanna talk about his him leaving at all why he left?
1: I don't I I don't remember why he left. Uh, Oh, oh, because Filthy Filthy Tom kept playing his entrance music on the touch tunes. (laughs)
0: He played it the first time he fucking got Austin to get that remote and turned it off immediately. They played it again. He goes, it wasn't me. Tom was so convincing that it wasn't him that Swaggle let it play. But he goes, fuck this. I'm leaving before he can do it again.
1: (laughs) He did it again, too.
0: Yeah, he did as he was leaving. Oh, man.
1: I forgot about that.
0: he, He, uh... he had some of those everyone had pierogies man i should have got pierogies from that place they looked good he had some and somebody else was eating i was like damn it those look good steve guy got some i think they looked good man that place had good food um well anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here
1: well i think uh i put some i opened it up for questions in the discord I didn't know if, I, you did know if it you wanna... I know we
0: just, you know, we just did a podcast not too long ago. So I didn't know if we were going to go today or wait a week or whatever. So let me see here. Let me
1: Seeing if up. there's anything that they need to. Uh, oh, my God. We to... got
0: plenty of plenty of uh, messages here. Hang on.
1: Let me read through this.
0: Man, there's a lot. 100... What did you put in? There's 100 new messages since 10 a.m. today. People were active in there. The yeah. questions. What...
1: Or at the bottom though. Okay, let me see if I could scroll to that. Shout out to George Mazanin who was also in the crowd on uh, Saturday night. Did you see George in there?
0: I did. Yes, I did actually. Uh, so Butters wants to know where did pairing Carson and PB come from? Um, will Carson be a stable? Will Carson form a stable with other members, including PB?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know about other members and all that, but uh, PB released like a statement today, and um, it's basically because they they are the descendants of uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, his disciples, and Candice LeRae. So uh, they're going forward, going to be known collectively simply as Wrestling, uh, okay. because. Uh, as, as it was explained to me, if you uh, trace their wrestling family tree, they are direct descendants of the wrestling family. Therefore, nobody represents wrestling more than they do.
0: Okay. Okay. Ski Jeremy wants to know: Is Swaggle a consideration for the Hoss division boot? Does he qualify? And I mean, I I think he got it. He's a Hoss, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I tell you, he's a strong little fucker trying to push him through that entranceway. Uh, <laughs> he's bottom heavy. He's strong. I, it was tough. It was tough to get him through that curtain. He was fighting me tooth and nail all the way. Uh, I would think, you know, I, I I would think that you can make you can make a case for just about anybody, right? Anybody wants to see the Duke lose to somebody.
0: It's been—I don't know the exact number of days—and I'm sure he'll
1: be shouting at his, you know, radio. I, or I, you know, know who knows the exact number of days? One person. His name is Duke. <laughs> Nobody else. It's up. I there. was what? mad to discover that. I was mad to discover the cage match recognizes it as an official title in Absolute Intense Wrestling.
0: I don't even recognize it as an official title. Oh come on! It's got a—it's got a commemorative piece like a belt a boot. It's got it something. You know, it's got to.
1: Yeah, it's like a monopoly piece. I'm the golden boot for the day.
0: Um S- Scott Random asked would airing the pre-show dark matches during intermission be feasible for future play- f- fight plus submissions? Is that something, you know, that that's possible to, you know, to record those and then throw them in in intermission or
1: Uh, it's possible, but I think we're really going to kind of try to lean into the more of the, you know, promo time during that time. You know what I mean? Like we've been doing on the streams where, you know, you'll get some promos and you'll get some video packages and things like that. I think it's a little bit more digestible to where people at home can treat it as a bit of an intermission, but, you know, there's still something active going on. On the on the program,
0: right? You can have like the volume up, and you, you can hear what's getting said. It doesn't have to be an actual match, but it's still something kind of engaged Say you're grabbing something out of the fridge or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Right. Marissa asks, "Will Nick Gage ever come back to Aiw? Uh, also, will the venue in Kent be the new place for like Winchester Winchester type shows?"
1: Um, Nick Gage, I, he doesn't really do anything outside of GCW anymore. You know, I know he signed that contract before the Hammerstein. Uh, and I don't think he's appeared anywhere ever since- ever since and I know he's you know always kind of battling through you know his injuries and things like that uh to take on a a much lighter schedule so you know i don't i don't necessarily i wouldn't rule it out but I wouldn't rule it in you know what i mean it's kind of would probably have to be a a perfect storm as you know to where before you know he was working in as many places as he could, but, you know, uh, is, you know, injuries and he's put his body through a lot, you know what I mean? So I think he's, you know, kind of trying to get himself back into, you know, the best physical shape that he can get into before he even would even consider any of that, if that makes sense. And, um, as far as new Winchester dates, uh, like type show dates, not, necessarily I know we've thought they definitely want us to do more but it's always going to kind of be on a trial and error sort of thing um, you know so we'll see how cybernetico does it. you know as of now it's selling pretty slow but you know hopefully it picks up um, and then you know we'll, we'll be invited to do more you know they did express interest in doing more because uh, the one we did in January did did very well um, but you know it's like anything with the venue you know what I mean it's you' you're only as good as you know your last appearance so uh, we gotta see how cybernetico goes before we you know add many more you know and they've also inquired about maybe if we don't find a spot for the Halloween show if we do that again to do that out there but uh, you know that's a way long way off. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: sure you can attest to this. Don't worry, Marissa. I ask Thorne pretty much monthly if Gage can come back. So if anybody's out there pressing Thorne to bring him back, it's me. Don't worry. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I, You know, you, you're you probably annoyed at this point by me being like, hey, what do we think about Gage?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really not like something that's re- like fathom, you know, like realistic to me right now, you know, like he's not doing anything else. Uh,
0: right. I guess I was going to say, like, so to answer the question at least, it's not anything weird. We're not not booking him. You know, I mean? he's not really doing anything right. just outside kind of, of GCW.
1: Situational, but, you know, it's also, you know, he, he doesn't even do every GCW show. You know, like, right. he's really, you know, trying to get himself back, you know, uh, healthy. So, you know, uh, the door's always open and, you know, there's no there's there, there's nothing that that occurred i'll say that you know what i mean it's just um, right you know scheduling you know scheduling and all that stuff uh you know it's kind of in the pandemic kind of brought things you know where he stopped doing pretty much everything you know now he just does gcw he did sign that exclusive contract with him before the hammer sign show last year or two i don't remember when it was, i think it was last year yeah um so yeah, I mean that's kind of where it's at. No, uh, no ill will or anything. And uh, you know, I certainly miss seeing Nikki all the time. Uh, one of the best dudes ever. Uh, and you know, hopefully, you know, he does kind of hits all his old spots once you know he's he's ready to go.
0: I hope I'm hoping, man. You know me,
1: I got my fingers crossed. So
0: okay, well, anything else? I think we got through pretty much all the questions that we didn't discuss on the pod. Um, did you see anything? Did you see anything in there that I missed? Maybe yeah. J Gold, any new merch hitting the merch store? You got anything planned for the summer? Any maybe some more tank tops or anything like that?
1: Yeah, um, I'll probably get something to you know get something working on that soon. You know, like uh, that's one thing. You know, please buy stuff off aiwmerch.com. I mean, it's been that's been a little slow. You know, um, if we can sell some more stuff on there. It, it's just uh, you know i kind of complained about the <laughs> the tax situation last last month or last week but um you know it, it it's always kind of a you know you got to have you got to be stirring like 10 different pots you know what i mean as a wrestling promoter and you know some stuff you know uh gets put on the back burner so to speak and um you know merch is one of them but, but you know we had more we had live show merch Last month, you know, so like it's just hard to juggle and, you know, we delegate and some people accept the delegation like uh, Pedro takes on way too much delegation and then other people kind of don't (laughs) take on their delegations, you know, Um, so it's just uh, just one of those things. Uh, But yeah, you know, uh, we'll get I'll try to get some some new merch rolling as well.
0: Cool. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're uh we're two in a row here. We're starting to get in the swing of
1: this thing. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we will see if we can if we can keep the uh keep the momentum momentum going.
0: Well, next week we're going to come on and we're going to preview, you know, Cybernetico de Mayo. So that'll that'll give us something to do. We'll talk about some of the matches that have been announced and that type of stuff. What you're looking forward yeah, to? We just so- kind of
1: finalize those those announcements should be rolling out on the Patreon soon. We just kind of finalized uh, the last last little pieces of the card and uh, who will be participating in the Cybernetico. And, Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Uh, this is certainly a, a show, though. We need some of those diehard AW fans that enjoyed it last year because <laughs> I don't know how, like, I don't know how like the people that don't know what a sabernetico are they're just like, oh, I'm going to wrestling.'re like, What the fuck is this? You know what I mean? So we definitely need uh, need need the crew out there in full effect to uh, you know make this thing a success uh, because it is a it would be a certainly a weird uh, first time event to just stroll into, uh, you know, stroll off a of college campus into the local wrestling event. <laughs> He got 16 people pe- on the side six, of the ring
0: and whatever. Yeah,
1: sixteen people <laughs> kneeling down and are on the ring.
0: Is that yeah, it's eight and eight or something crazy, right? Yeah, I
1: think yeah. It's like baseball.
0: All right. Uh real quick, um the little guy just walked in, he wants to say hi. You want to say hi to everyone, Elliot?
1: Hello, poopy head.
0: <laughs> well, there you <laughs> All go. Right. If I don't let him do that, he'll just scream anyway. So you got to tell him to hold on. You can give him his turn. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for AIW, for John Thorne. My name is Ronald Two Legs. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks.